You're listening to the Contagious Confidence Podcast, and I'm your host, Katie Hawks. I'm passionate about helping you unleash confidence in every area of your life. Confidence is a journey, and I'm here to remind you that you're not alone. Every other Tuesday, I'm bringing you conversations that will inspire, encourage, and challenge you. Are you ready? Let's talk about burnout, shall we? What exactly is burnout? Well, I'm glad you asked. I looked up the definition and the word burnout is both a noun and a verb. You know, noun is a person, place, or thing and verb is an action. So here's what the Merriam-Webster dictionary defines burnout as. As a noun, burnout is exhaustion of physical or emotional strength or motivation, usually as a result of prolonged stress and frustration. As a verb, burnout is to cause to fail, wear out, or become exhausted, especially from overwork or overuse. The World Health Organization actually defines burnout as a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. Three dimensions of burnout are characterized by feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion, increased mental distance from one's job or feeling of negativism, that was a hard word to say, (laughs) or cynicism related to one's job, and reduced professional efficacy. Let's let that sink in for a second. Feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion increase mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job. The reason that I wanted to talk about burnout is because it's something that I have been navigating personally, and I didn't realize it until I listened to a podcast episode about burnout. And then I realized, oh, this is exactly what's happening. Side note, I'll link the episode in the show notes that I was listening to in case you want to check it out. I was heavily inspired by this podcast episode to record this one, so I'll be sharing a few of the same things that she did. I knew that If this was something that I was struggling with, then maybe you might be struggling with it too. So here we are. Once I realized that burnout was happening, I started thinking about it and was like, wow, this is not the first time I've experienced burnout. Burnout has actually happened to me quite a few times throughout my life. The first time I was in high school, I was taking honors classes in the spring musical in a few clubs involved with my church and having a social life. And I also think I had a boyfriend at the time. Anyway, it was a lot going on. And if you know me personally, you're probably like, sounds like Katie. And it definitely does. You see, I have a ten- tendency to take on more and more until I I realize I've taken on too much. And that's when burnout happens. I say yes to so many things and then I'm having a full-on panic attack because it's become too much. The second time I remember experiencing burnout, I was in college. I was the, it was my senior year. I was the vice president of my sorority in a very important class for my major where we had to prepare and present at a competition. I was taking a full schedule of classes 
And when I wasn't in class, I was working or sleeping and I was in a new relationship with the man I ended up marrying. I remember being so exhausted and stressed and strung out. That was when I had a full-on breakdown in front of Gil, my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, and I sobbed and sobbed, and he held me until I was coherent enough to tell him what was going on. And the third and fourth time I experienced burnout was when I was working for a company that I had to commute 45 minutes to every single day, and I had an unmanageable workload to deal with. I hated what I was doing, but I didn't have another job prospect, so I had to push through. And then shortly after, I was juggling a full-time job and a pretty demanding and stressful part-time job, and I had a couple of panic attacks and full-on breakdowns because I was so burnt out and stressed out. And Gil, my husband, was there for those two. Most recently, I thought I was doing okay. Work was going fine. I was handling it. I had some really cool opportunities come my way, opportunities that I had been dreaming about and ones that I had worked so hard for. They were finally happening. And this podcast was going well, too. I was having a consistent stream of interview requests coming in. But this time, I experienced burnout a little differently. I became truly exhausted. I remember looking in the mirror and not even recognizing myself. I just looked and felt truly to the bone exhausted. It wasn't that I wasn't getting enough sleep, even though that was being affected by my burnout. I was just so tired. I was even too tired to cry or tell anyone. I started just feeling empty. I didn't even have the mental capacity to feel anything. I had enough energy to get through my workday, and that was it. The consistent theme here is that I just push through. I hit my burnout point, and I just kept pushing through. And that's when my breakout, or not breakouts, well, actually breakouts have occurred during my breakdowns, (laughs) but I realized that I... I was doing this to myself while I was writing this episode. I have done these things to myself. I realized that all those times that I described above, I blamed my burnout on another person or my circumstances on all the external things. But the common denominator here is me. I do this to myself. I create the environment for burnout. I start building the fire, and so when there's a spark, it creates a full-on bonfire. Does that sound familiar to you? Has the same thing happened to you? Or are you experiencing burnout right now, too? I want to share what I've learned and am learning about burnout in hopes that it might help you or future you navigate this when it comes. Because we're all going to experience burnout. Society tells us we have to keep working and working and working and hustling and hustling and hustling until we're so exhausted and burnout we have nothing to feel, no joy to have. We're just burnt out. So if you haven't experienced it yet, you're probably going to experience it at some point. So I've put together a list of some things that I have learned in hopes that it will help you. 
So each time I have hit burnout, I take an inventory. So there's my first lesson piece of advice to you. Take an inventory. Take a look at what's working and what's not working. In college, I took a look at all of the things that I had on my plate and realized that I was in college to get good grades, so my main focus needed to be on my classes. In my professional life, I looked at what I enjoyed doing and started laying the foundation so that I could eventually be in the position to leave the job that I hated and get a new job that I loved. When I've had multiple jobs at a time, I took an inventory and looked at, okay, right now I have two jobs that I'm doing an okay job at both. I then realized that I would rather spend my energy and time on my full-time job rather than splitting my energy between both my full-time and part-time. So I started making preparations to step away from the part-time job so that I could focus on my full-time job. Right now, I am taking a look at where my time and energy is going, and it's being spent between my full-time job and the podcast. My full-time job is very, very busy right now, and the podcast is fun, and I get to meet interesting people, but I can take a step back from it if I need to. And this is probably a good time to tell you that this will be my last episode of this season. I need to exert more energy on some other things in my life right now, and when I feel like it's a good time to come back, I will, and I promise, but this will be my last episode for a while. So next time you start experiencing burnout or overwhelm, take an inventory of your life. Ask yourself, what is going well and where should my energy be exerted right now or where should my focus be right now? All right, next one. When I was listening to the podcast episode that I mentioned earlier in this episode, one of the first things that she said was, it's not the thing, it's the way you're working the thing. When I heard that, I almost ran my car off the road because I was like, this is totally it. This has been it all along. It's not the thing. It's the way I'm doing the thing. It's been ingrained in me to say yes to so many things. I'm a recovering people pleaser. I put a lot of weight on what people think of me. And if I don't do what they ask, I feel like they're going to hate me. In the past couple of years, I have really started practicing what I call self-preservation. Before saying yes to something, I take a look at my schedule and assess how I'm feeling. And if saying yes to something feels right and something that I can fulfill, I do it. And I've also gotten better about saying no sometimes too. I've also started being honest about why I'm saying no. It's really hard sometimes because I feel bad about being honest, but it's so freeing. For some reason, I used to make excuses that weren't completely honest because I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings or I didn't know why I did that. I like, (sighs) I've learned so much in the past couple years. Giving myself The permission and freedom to say no to some things has helped me preserve my energy and my time in a more healthy way. Another thing that applies here is creating boundaries. But beyond creating boundaries, maintaining them. For so long, I did not have any boundaries. I would let people manipulate me and walk all over me. And I just felt like I had no control. 
when I realized that I started needed to start creating boundaries, this was huge. The more boundaries I found that I needed, the easier it became to defend them. Boundaries are so important, y'all. Boundaries are meant to protect you. It's okay if you don't know what your boundaries are, but once you realize that there's a boundary and you need to create it, defend it, please. There might be some exceptions, but for the most part, you have to protect yourself and your boundaries. One thing that has helped me when it comes to boundaries is first, identifying them and creating them. And then second, communicating that boundary. An example of this is my time. I let people know that they could only reach me during a certain time frame. If they contacted me outside of that time frame, they knew that they would hear from me later or the next day. That's just an example. As for boundaries at work, I had to communicate that if I was asked to do something that wasn't necessarily in my job description, something else had to go. I cannot continue to take on more and more tasks without offloading something else. Creating boundaries comes with time and practice and knowing yourself. But once you create them, don't let anyone knock them down. Those that try to knock them down or don't respect your boundaries are not people that you want in your life. And I encourage you to create some distance between those relationships. Another part of this is knowing what your limits are. Honey, I cannot tell you how important this is. Know your fucking limits. It took me so long to realize that what my limits were. I have learned a lot about my limits. A lot of times I've discovered that my limits are after a massive mistake or not meeting a deadline or having an argument. It's because I didn't know what my limits were. And so once I reached them, I blew up. Now that I've started learning what some of my limits are, I've started to identify, whoop, there it is. <laughs> We're quickly approaching my limit. What needs to change here? What is the root of this is some questions I've been asking myself. And that's something that I've been talking to my therapist about too. What is the root of why I'm feeling what I'm feeling? Sometimes it takes asking myself some questions to figure out why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. And it will take you asking yourself some questions to really figure out why you're feeling what you're feeling and what it feels like to start approaching your limit. Time management pertains to this too. I can't tell you how many times I had have had to have a come to Jesus meeting with myself because of how I'm spending my time. Everyone has 24 hours in the day and it's how you use them and make them work for you that matters. I am so guilty about saying that I don't have time for that or I ran out of time, but I have been trying to reframe my brain when it comes to this. So now when I didn't get to something or someone asked me where I'm at with something, I say when I do have time, I don't want to spend time on that. (laughs) That's the truth of it. We just, we don't get things done because we don't want to spend the time on them when we do have the time. Time is so precious and how you spend it makes such an impact. If you're frustrated that you haven't done something yet or haven't achieved something yet, 
How are you spending your time? Are you spending hours mindlessly scrolling on social media or watching TV? I am 100% guilty of this. Holy shit, am I guilty of this. I tried to create some boundaries. See, there they are, boundaries, around how I spend my time. For me, scrolling on social media is not a productive use of my time and not how I want to spend my time. Sometimes it's nice to mindlessly scroll and sometimes I get inspiration, but I usually find myself doing this out of muscle memory or because I'm bored or I need something to look at. I realize that my time could be spent doing many different things, but I had to take that into my own hands and tell myself that I'm not going to get on Instagram or TikTok until a certain time of day and I have time limits on all of the apps. Do I do this perfectly every day? Hell no. There are some days that I spend every free moment I have scrolling and do I feel good? No, but at least I'm aware of it. You are the only one in charge of your time. Take a look at how you're spending it. Is how you're spending it contributing to your burnout? You have the chat. <laughs> you have the power to change it. Only you. And I encourage you to give yourself some grace in this area too. I'm speaking to myself here as well. Every day is a new day. How are you going to spend it? All of these things take so much self-awareness. Learn about yourself. Write it down. Record a voice memo. Take a mental whatever works for you. It's not the thing. It's how you're doing the thing. We've got to stop blaming the thing for causing our burnout. It's how we're doing the thing. This is going to take some time and some learning, but I can't stress it enough. You have the power to change it. The next thing I've learned is that I need to ask for help. It is really hard for me to ask for help. Is it hard for you too? But I've realized that yes, I can do hard things, but I cannot keep doing them on my own, nor am I expected to. Let me say that again. I cannot keep doing it on my own, nor am I expected to. I'm speaking to you too, listener. One thing about me is I internalize a lot of stuff. I used to not address things in the moment and then I'd keep going and then there would be that one thing that would send me over the edge and I'd blow up. It was exhausting. I'm still trying to figure out the best way for me to navigate these things rather than internalizing them, but that's all part of the journey and the first thing I realized that I can do is to ask for help. When it comes to asking for help, my husband is the real MVP here. (laughs) Gosh, he's the best. I truly can't believe that I get to spend the rest of my life with this man. He has seen me at my worst and my best, and he has been there every step of the way. He has been my biggest help when I've been experiencing burnout in the past, and he has helped in ways that he could, but he's also encouraged me to find help in other ways too. In college, when I experienced that burnout and a breakdown, I went to my boss's boss and told her what was going on with me and all the things that I had going on, and she scaled back my hours at work so I could focus on school. 
When I was working at the job that I hated, I hired a life coach and she helped me figure out how I could get out of the job that I was in and find a job that had a lot of the things that I was looking for. Most recently, I hit that breaking point. When I hit that breaking point, I realized that scheduling regular regular therapist sessions was going to help me. I could not continue to push through this season in my life on my own. I needed someone to support me through it. I also decided to hire a nutritionist because, because even though my mind is important, so is my body. I've trashed my body in the name of my burnout. <laughs> I have disrespected it. It's le- left me feeling awful all the time, so I asked for help. I asked someone to help me figure out how I could start supporting my body better so that it didn't let my health deteriorate too. Or my burnout didn't help deteriorate my health too. (laughs) Please ask for help. Ask for help from your support system. If you're able to, find a therapist or a health support team that can help you take care of your mind and your body because it's all connected. We've got to start taking better care of ourselves because burnout not only takes a toll on our mental health, it infiltrates to every area of our lives too. Ask for help, please. And the last thing that I've learned about burnout is that I need rest. I'm always busy. I'm never really bored. I enjoy working and doing things and creating things. I love making, marking things off of my to-do list. I love being productive and helping out. But to be honest, that is what has led to my burnout time and time again, feeling like I had to help and produce. I've sacrificed so much of myself because I felt like in order to be validated, I had to be productive. Sound familiar? But I'm learning that resting can be productive. Chilling on the couch and watching a TV show can be rest. Rest can be going for a walk with my dog. It can be booking a facial or a massage. Rest doesn't always have to mean taking a nap or going to sleep. One visual that keeps coming to my mind, and I'm sure you've heard the phrase before, is I can't pour from an empty cup. I'm a very visual person, so when I hear pouring from an empty cup, I visualize myself as a cup and then other people as cups too. If I feel like I have self-preserved enough and feel like I can give, I'll pour some of my water into other people's cups. But I'm afraid to pour because I'm afraid it's going to deplete me. If we continue to pour into other people, it's going to leave us empty. If we don't have anything to pour into other cups, this can lead to burnout. One thing that I talked to a coach of mine about was feeling drained when I gave so much of myself to other people. And she helped me retrain my brain when it came to pouring into other people. We talked about how I can become so filled up that I don't have to keep pouring into other cups. I can be so feel, I can be so filled that I just keep overflowing into other cups. I love this visual because it's something that I keep in my mind every time I do something that brings me joy or gives me rest. Figure out what gives you rest or joy. Lean into that. Do more of that. Pour more into yourself so that you feel so 
filled up that you start overflow. Burnout is going to have a really hard time finding you if your cup's full. Water puts out fire, doesn't it? Okay, I'm getting a little too into the visual, but hear me out. So just to recap, one, take an inventory. Take a look at what's working and what's not working. Number two, it's not the thing, it's the way you're working the thing. What works for you? How can you make some changes to start doing things a little differently? Choosing to do something different might get rid of your burnout, but if you're still doing it the same way, it doesn't matter. It's going to lead to burnout again. Number three, ask for help. You don't have to do things on your own. Tap into your support system. Hire some experts. And number four, rest. Find ways that bring you rest. You can't pour from an empty cup. So I always like to tie things into confidence. And if you're a loyal loyal listener, you know that. So my thoughts on how this topic ties into confidence. If we're constantly burnt out, that will affect our confidence. We've got to work and learn to start setting ourselves up for less burnout and more beaming. Because when we're burnout free, we can truly start to lean in and become our most confident selves. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take a lot of time and making some mistakes and learning from them. But once we get there, it can be so freeing. Confidently step into this next season of your life, investing more in yourself and the confidence will come with it. This episode has been so easy for me to record. It literally just flowed out of me and it is, I I really hope it's helped you in some way. It's helped me. I hope you take something away from it and just remember you're not alone in the way you feel. I'm right here with you. Confidence is a journey and remember, I'm here to remind you you're not alone. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It means so much to me. I'll be back soon. I'm going to take my own advice from this episode and I'm going to work on trying to figure out what's causing me to start feeling burnout when it comes to the podcast because it's not the thing and I know that. I love this podcast. I'm going to keep doing it. I just need to take a step back and figure out how I'm going to do it and how I can make some changes to make me feel more fulfilled in doing this podcast when I I start feeling drained. In the meantime, something that you could do to help is to rate and review this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or rate it on Spotify. It will only take a couple minutes of your time, and I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Even if you don't want to rate it or review it, please share this episode with a friend if you found it helpful, or share it on on your Instagram story if you think it helps someone. If you do any of these, that is going to help other people find it. I love you, my listener, so much. And I can't thank you enough for being on this journey with me. And I'll see you in the next one.